Welcome to the Duck Pin Podcast with your host, Brian Griffiths. And now, here's Brian. We're just a week now beyond the attempted coup d'etat against the government of these United States that occurred just a few days ago on January 6th. A new date that will, in fact, live in infamy. There are many things that have come out of this attempted coup. Not the least of which is the fact that not just is the Republican Party split among people who believe Trump and people who believe in conservatism, but the conservative movement is completely broken. Now, the date of when the conservative movement became broken, we can argue as to when it when it actually occurred, it's probably been broken for far longer than any of us are willing to admit. But it certainly dates back to around 2016, when Donald Trump became the Republican nominee for President of the United States. During that year, as you know, many Republicans were running for the Republican nomination for President, but it was only Donald Trump that made it through the Michigas of that primary election season. One reason is because so many people were, in fact, running for president. One of the key people who the conservative movement were attacking at the time was Jeb Bush, the former governor of Florida. You see, Jeb Bush was labeled as far too establishment to be supported by your average Republican. Now, I'm as guilty of that as anybody else. I did not support Governor Bush during the primary. I supported Marco Rubio and Ted Cruz. Ironically enough, two people who we found out later to be gutless ideological squishes. But at that time, the conservative movement failed to adapt and take out the candidacy of Donald Trump before he was the Republican nominee. I said at the time that the Republican Party would be broken if Donald Trump were the Republican nominee. Senator Lindsey Graham, somebody else who went on to become a massive Trump sycophant, said that Republicans would get creamed that they deserve it. It took an extra four years, but we were but he was right. Donald Trump will leave office next week as the least successful Republican president in decades. He is a failed president. He is a failed candidate. And he's the first president to ever try to incite a coup d'etat against his own government in order to stay in power. That's antithetical to everything the Republican Party has always claimed to stand for. That is antithetical to conservative values. That is antithetical to freedom, to liberty, and the American way of life. And sadly, many in the conservative movement have been amongst the biggest cheerleaders of Trump in Trump's latest action. A long time ago, I recognized that too many people 
in conservatism, too many people who claimed to be movement conservatives were more motivated by clicks and by money than they were in creating conservative governance. It's actually funny. When we were over, when we were still operating Red Maryland, we got accused all of the time of preferring Democrats staying in power than we did with actually winning. The irony of that statement is the fact that some of those same people are the ones who sold out to become some of Donald Trump's biggest cheerleaders. The conservative movement has been broken for a long time when we started seeing people shift their ideological values from something that was belief, a belief that Donald Trump was a terrible candidate, a terrible person and no conservative to making Donald Trump an almost messiah-like cult figure who was the only person with whom one could be judged as to whether or not you are a conservative. For years, I have been accused of being a, quote, liberal, unquote, because I refuse to bend the knee to Donald Trump's bastardized version of what being a Republican and being a conservative means. Many conservatives, self-proclaimed, declared anybody a rhino who didn't believe in Trump's whitewashed version of socialism, of big government, of strong government rule. The same people who talk about free speech and talked about free speech for years are now trying to use government to force companies to listen to their speech, to carry their speech. They are trying to use the First Amendment a piss-poor argument, if I ever heard one, to force companies into being regulated that provide social media, either not caring or not knowing that such regulation is actually going to bring the hammer down on free speech that they say that they are fighting against. Too many conservatives have become comfortable with anti-Semitism, with racism, with ideology that tends more towards being fascist, than conservative. A conservatism that is based on love of state and not love of God and love of the fe- fellow man. A conservatism. They, they, they lean too far towards violence as a productive means of political discourse instead of the ballot box. This type of conservatism, and I dare, don't even dare really call it conservatism. It's really Trumpism. Trumpismo, if you will a cult-like following to one leader who has no ideological principles, no discernible character whatsoever, over party and principle. When the president of the United States, no matter who they are, is the lodestar for your entire party and your entire worldview, and it's not even party, much less principle, that's a broken movement. I have seen candidates, people I have known personally, who decided to abandon their principle and bend the knee to Trump. Was it to keep their followers? 
Was it to make money? Was it because they were true believers? I don't know, but it shows me that those people, some including candidates I had supported for statewide office here in Maryland, didn't have any principles at all. How do we fix conservatism? How do we do it? I'm not even talking about the Republican Party. I'm talking about how do we fix conservatism as a whole, whether that is within or without the Republican Party. I'm not sure I have the total answer to that, quite frankly. It took a long time for the 1960s to return. And when I'm talking about the 1960s, I'm not talking about Barry Goldwater. I'm talking about the John Birch Society. Know-nothings. People who are against American values. People who want to keep non-white Anglo-Saxon Protestants out of our country. People who just don't believe in Americanism the way that you and I do, necessarily. So how do we fix it? Well, for one, people of conservative mindset need to stop taking their political cues from Facebook groups. FreedomEagle.Facebook does not determine what your political views should be. Conservatives need to stop relying on memes and Twitter and Facebook and whatever other apps are out there, whatever other sources are out there that are conservative-based. It is good to have conservative news sources, trust me. Trust me. Having written for one for a long time, I mean, the duck pen obviously has, has an editorial slant towards conservatism. For no doubt, conservative sources bring a lot to the table. But as we have seen with places like the Gateway Pundit and Red State, they're often full of crap and lies. Slanted information based off of conspiracy theories, force-fed to people like it's a drug and they just need another hit of whatever bastard version of conservatism they think they follow. People do need to watch the mainstream news. They do need to read mainstream newspapers, if only to see what the other side is saying and maybe, just maybe, come up with a balanced view of what's going on in the world. They need to support elected officials and candidates for office, not by party, but by principle. There are times in which the Republican candidate is not the most conservative candidate for office. There are times in which you have to vote for third, a third-party candidate or a write-in candidate in order to advance your conservative principles, and that's okay. Conservatives should not be beholden to a Republican party that has abandoned them and abandon their ideology to become democrat light under Donald Trump. Conservatives need to read original sources, to read books like A Conscience of a Conservative by Goldwater, to read Russell Kirk, to read William F. Buckley, to understand what the basis principles are of conservatism and know that conservatism is not defined by Donald Trump or Charlie Kirk, or Dan Bongino, or anybody else out there who's spitting out an opinion on the internet. Conservatism means something. It is an ideology. It is not a marketing slogan. 
And we need to put our faith in institutions, large institutions, that actually do what they say they're going to do. So much of the conservative movement was taken over by hucksters, by grifters, scam packs, organizations that were more interested in making a buck than making a point or making a difference. There are good conservative groups out there. Don't get me wrong. There are good ones, many good ones. But there are a lot of bad ones too. Charlie Kirk from Turning Point USA turned out 80 buses to the Trump rally last week, the one that ultimately turned into a failed attempted coup. He was able to do that, but he didn't bother to turn anybody out to help win the elections in Georgia, or anywhere else for that matter. Conservatism has become a marketing slogan for people to get wealthy, for far too many. The irony is the fact that so many Trump loyalists like to refer to conservative Inc. People like me. People who have not abandoned their principles to kiss Donald Trump's ass. The irony is that they've been taken for a ride, but what is the, by what is the real conservative ink? The blogs, the news sources, the grifters who value, who make money off of them following them, off of these people following them into the darkness. I got a lot to say, I think, in the future, but this is just kind of a start of a, of a conversation that we, as Americans, as conservatives, need to have. What does a successful conservative movement look like post-Trump? How do we eliminate the stench of Trumpism from the conservative brand? We may never be able to do that. Perhaps Trump has poisoned the well with his brand of socialism and leftism. Maybe he has made conservatives no better than progressives as a brand. Maybe we need to come up with something different. But America needs real conservatism in order to prosper. It needs real conservatism in order to offer a different ideological principle other than Democrat and the Democrat light that Trump's GOP has become. I look forward to having that conversation with you, and I look forward to having that conversation with others over the course of the next few years. If America is to have a future, it has to be a conservative one and not the conservatism of Donald Trump. This has been the Duckpin Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and download.